Welcome to Multi-Level Motivation. I'm Mary Lynn. And I'm Miles. And we are a mother-son podcast duo. And we are using our unique experiences alongside experts to all level up together. And we are back for season two. We had our intro kind of to season two, but this is our uh, first official episode. Um, And today we're bringing you a little different type of formatting. I know we mentioned that we had a live event. We had a live event September 9th over here at Albert Wooded Airport in St. Petersburg, Florida. We called it an afternoon of motivation. And our keynote speaker was Alexander Gonzalez. And I really wanted to bring a taste of that event to those who are listening. And Alexander is a social audio influencer. He's a paid public speaker. He has a psychology degree. He's a publicist and director of operations for Spread the Cheer USA. He's a husband, a father, and he was really held back by his past traumas and abuse until he made that decision just to step into his power and transform his life through the power of self-love. Alexander has dedicated his life to helping others work through the same life-changing transformations. It's funny because on Clubhouse, he would always say, you know why I love you guys? We talk about Clubhouse all the time. It's a social audio app that, you know, is like a live room. And he'd say, you know why I love you guys? And we'd say, just because. So he has seen the ripple effect of his message and it has touched thousands. But honestly, like I said, he's really a friend. Um, He's encouraged me. He's contributed so much to my growth. So when we had the event and he happens to live in St. Petersburg, Florida, I just, there was nobody else that I wanted for a keynote speaker. It was Alexander. And fortunately, he was free and agreed. So I'm excited to bring him to you. What do you think, Miles? Yeah, I'm very excited as well. Uh, Incredibly talented speaker. We're blessed to have him. Um, Very thankful that he showed up and, you know, spread his positive message. Uh, Beautiful person. I mean, he rocked it. It was an amazing speech. Everybody took away something from it. Uh, We're excited to bring it to you guys because it resonated on that day. And it's going to continue to resonate because the message he shares is so powerful. So let's get into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Alexander Gonzalez. Uh, so first and foremost, I'm super excited to be here. Um, if anything, I came for the tambourines. Get me in a room full of people with tambourines and I'm in a good mood. Um, like, like Marilyn, and first and foremost, thank you, Miles and Marilyn, for putting on this event. And for the people that this was your first time speaking, I promise you, you'll never forget that that opportunity was given to you by them. And cherish that relationship because you never know. I'll tell a quick story because of Clubhouse and me vocalizing very publicly that my dream was to be a public speaker. That happened. That came to fruition. And now I am not only one of the keynotes of that conference, but I'm the MC every single year, no matter what. Relationships, because listen, that conference started out small, and every year gets bigger and bigger, and you never know what it's going to come out. So keep those relationships and keep building. Um, like Marilyn said, my name is Alexander Gonzalez, and today, if you guys have noticed, the focus has been stories. We've heard a lot of stories. In fact, some of the stories may have even resonated with you, and may have felt like this is my story. That story is my story. 
So I want to start by telling you what my story is. Then I want to talk about how you can actually construct a story when you're talking with people in a way that's effective. And then ultimately we're going to finish with what's the story that you're you're telling yourself that stops you from ultimately telling that story to people. So I'm really, really blessed. I get to say that I won the lottery. If you've heard me on Clubhouse, you've heard my story. So you know bits of it, but you're going to hear new things today. So I apologize that you're getting to hear it again, but I don't care. Because it used to be a place that I couldn't even tell my story. And now I can stand in front of each of you and confidently tell the darkness that, listen, used to control my life. Because when I was born, I was born in Florida. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I'm the first generation born in the United States. Both my parents were born in Puerto Rico. So But I'm grateful in whatever way 
that maybe it protected someone that couldn't handle it. Maybe it, it happened to me because God knew that I would be put under pressure, but I would not break.
by the grace of God, that woman had the courage to do something that I don't think is very easy to do. She had the little, you know, Britney Spears, my Madonna. She turned her back to the audience. She put both hands on my shoulder. So you're the audience. Her hands are on my shoulder. And she says, were you a victim of sexual abuse? For whatever reason, she knew. And I stood on that stage in front of 3,500 of my closest friends. <laughs> and I said, now as a leader in this company, I still am. I coach all of my people to play full out, to give everything you got when you come to these events. If you say you're going to play full out, really play full out. And I remember thinking, I cannot be inauthentic in this moment and coach playing full out, because that's not being full out. That's a lie. And my wife was here in the third row, I'll never forget. And I looked at her, you know, husbands and wives, how you kind of have like ESP a little bit. So I don't know really what she was thinking, but she went like this to me, which I took. This is what I read from it. It's your story, tell it. It's your story, tell it. That's all I needed, because she knew my story. So I looked at her, I looked at Mel, and I said, yes. And I'm breaking down on that stage. She starts going through some exercises slowly, one by one in the audience. Everyone starts to stand up. Everyone had their hand outstretched to me. Now I'm gonna get a little woo-woo with y'all because I like to be a little woo-woo. And this seems a little weird, but I promise you, in my, in my eyes, I had a vision. I saw these like strands coming from everyone's hand connecting to me. And I felt like what those strands were was love. Because they were seeing me my lowest, they were seeing me divulge a secret that I didn't want to, and instead of judging, they loved. And I promise, viscerally, I felt chains start to just fall and release. Because what I had kept in the dark my, the majority of my life actually had more power over me. And what I was showing to the light was not authentically me. And so when I took that moment in my life, the moment that defined who I was, the moment that made me suicidal at times, that made me turn to drugs and alcohol. At 19, I was diagnosed with a sexual addiction. Makes sense, right? A convoluted mentality to sexual and loving relationships when your uncle molests you. So I, I got diagnosed with sexual, I was literally diagnosed with sex. I don't actually normally share that because that's an embarrassing thing to say. Like, you would want to know the questions that I went through to get there. <laughs> and I was like, it was a crazy class. <laughs> This is now I know what I am. But um, I went through all types of addictions trying to numb the fact that what was done to me was wrong. It stole my innocence, but I allowed it to define me. I wouldn't bring it to the light. I wouldn't share it with people. I shared everything else, but I wouldn't share that. I would act as if I'm the most authentic person in the world. Look at me. I'm like crazy. I do crazy things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And really, I wasn't fully being me. So when I brought that into the light, the most incredible thing for me, and this is the power of stories, is when I got off that stage, I went to my wife to get her kiss, and I had to go to the bathroom because I needed to go into a stall and lock the door and like, break down for a moment. True story. Like, I really did. I needed to, like, remove myself. I couldn't believe I said it. It was like everything was the shame that you feel. There's no shame like that shame. And I went to the bathroom, and as I'm walking to the bathroom in the hallway, there's 3,500 people. I would say between the stage till I got out of the auditorium, at least 200 people hugged me, got up to hug me. And I would say probably 60 out of those 200 whispered in my ear, your story is my story. Wow. Wow. One of these 
was a man that actually reminded me of my uncle. He was a big, muscly man, real tall. And I almost fell over with him falling on me, breaking down, saying what I've never been able to say. You see, the power of a story isn't just in how you guys feel right now. It's great to feel sad, to feel emotions, to feel tied to someone. The power of sharing your story is the bonds that are released when you do it are also released when the person hears it and says, that's me too. Wow. That is me too. I walked through that step. When Miss Farkas was up here and she shared that she had sexual trauma in her life, I immediately was like, that woman is badass. She just said that in front of a room full of strangers. Like, it was nothing with a really pretty smile on her face and red shoes. And I'm like, But you release something because you stop giving the the trauma the the uh, let me let me hear what you what right here the the tr- exactly yes I love that one and that acronym but you let trauma that tragic trauma no longer has power over you because you've released it now listen. When we tell our stories, there's a time and a place. It was okay in this place for me to share a story that was maybe dark. Now, if you're in a situation where maybe it's a sales conference and you're there to share about your product, is that the story you want to tell? Like, you know, my guy's name is Alexander Gonzalez and I'm a survivor of molestation. <laughs> you know, listen, you're gonna get people who are touched and people who are moved, but you're not gonna ultimately have your end result met. Because when we share our story, we always have to ask one thing. What is the main goal I want, what is the main message, excuse me, I want received when sharing my story? And so that moment released me to be able to share all sides of my story, and what it also allowed me to do was tell the bits and pieces of my stories that were relevant in the moments that they were relevant. So I want to give you an easy way that you can share your story. Let's say, for example, Miss Karen, the product that you utilized, it was called Green... Super green. Super green, sorry. So, let's say she wants to tell her story, which she so beautifully did, right? You felt the angst, you felt what she was going through, and then you saw the solution. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. It made you interested in super greens, right? If we, we can actually break that down to three sentences where we talk about where our life was before, said product or situation or service, how life was, we can explain what's happened since finding said product or service, and then we can finish with what excites us about the future. So before, Karen was tired, completely fatigued, and had doctors not knowing what the heck was going on in her body. Then she found super greens, allowing her to alkalize, alkalize, alkalize her body, getting the pH balance to a place that was healthy and actually protected her from her own body, healing, and what makes her so excited now is that not only is she operating the best that she's ever operated, even though she's a little bit older, she gets to share a product with people that is going to help them in the same way. So we can take our stories and actually use that story to sell products, to sell services, to go into marketing, for social media. Everything that we do is selling. You might be, oh, I'm not really into sales, but you know when you're sitting in an interview, which who here is interviewed? Everyone. What are you doing? You're selling yourself. At every given moment, we are selling something. If you meet a new friend, you're selling yourself. You're, especially if you like them, you're like, gosh, I really hope the Mary Lynn likes me back. You're kind of like, you're finding that common ground, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I get it. You're selling. Well, 
Well, how can we take our stories to become the most effective so that whenever it's appropriate, we share our traumas to help others, but more importantly, we share our wins to help other people realize that they can win too. And so it's very, very simple. I do want to mention, because I didn't say this in the beginning, I have um, two beautiful kids. Like I said, I'm married. We've been married for 17 years. Um, we, had, we were together for 10 years before we had my daughter. And it wasn't, um, we we're not one of those stories of, you know, we struggled to have babies. No, the month that we decided to have a baby, we got pregnant. The second baby, the month we decided to have a baby, we got pregnant. I was pulling praying for 10 years and... I, I, my prayers worked, and when I decided to stop pulling, Jesus worked. <laughs> and what's cool about that is that I have a nine—excuse uh, me, a ten-year-old. She just turned ten. A ten-year-old and a six-year-old little boy, ten-year-old daughter, six-year-old little brother. The light of my life—they're incredible. They would never have been here if it wasn't for the fact that God healed me from my trauma. Because I decided, in fact, my wife and I got married knowing that I probably did not want to have kids. We were together for 10 years without kids, not because we couldn't have them, but because I was not ready to have them. Because I knew what happened to me, and I didn't trust anyone in this world to not do that with my children. We heard a lot about fear talked about today. Imagine if that fear held me back from creating the lives that I got to create. I don't know if they're going to be the people who find a cure for cancer, or the people who revolutionize fill-in-the-blank and touch all these lives. I don't know who it's going to be, but those two souls would not have been on this earth if I allowed fear and my story to hold me back from actually doing one of the things that I know I was called to do more than anything next to be a father. In fact, when I introduce myself, I say I'm a full-time dad and a part-time dream maker. I don't even care about my profession. People judge you too much about what we do and how we make money. Judge me by how I raise my children. showing my life, showing my Instagram reel always, even in person. That those days are gone. Now my Instagram reels are still gonna be good. Is there moments that that story 
wake up. And it's still a mountain climb to get to the place. I'm not sitting here saying that life is always going to be perfect and it's always going to be easy and I just wake up and shake my ass and everything's great. No, it's not. But there are moments that the darkness tries to sneak in and guess what I do? I shake my booty! I shake my booty in the face of adversity. Another trick that I learned is understanding who I am. And I said that I would finish with this. What's the story that you are telling yourself? Earlier we had a young lady who was up here and um, I don't remember exactly who it was, but they were talking about, oh, Trish, it was you. When, when you did the, when you had to come up and you're like, what's holding you back? And you started listening to things. Well, my question that whole time was, how often do you say that about yourself? What is the story when you define who you are and where you're going that you say about yourself? Because my story used to be, I'm nothing but unrealized potential. I fail at everything I do. People like me and think I'm funny, but they don't really love me. They don't actually want to be around. All they see is a disgusting fat ass that's a fake. These are true thoughts. I would say to myself on a regular basis, it wasn't just I'm unworthy, I'm disgusting. And so, guess what? That became my reality. I weighed over 300 pounds. And my face was covered in rosacea, and I was disgusted. I ended up losing 80 pounds. I gained 20 of the back, so don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> but I still take the 80, because I lost it! <laughs> and when I lose this one again, it's going to be 100. <laughs> I won't do that. I won't do But I want us to really focus on the stories that we tell ourselves. One of the best things, and it's so funny how everything aligns, because... Kim, Kimmy finished off kind of talking about an I am statement. And you discussed that I do I am statement workshops. I never talk without doing something with an I am statement because I think they're so important. I want to show you, and I actually take it a little bit further. I don't just call it my I am statement. I call it my innate statement because it is innately who I am. And I want to read this innate statement at my at the point in my life where I was doing the best with my business, doing the best with my um, fitness and everything, which is right before COVID. Uh, COVID did kind of derail me, I'm not going to lie. But I would say this to myself at least 10 times a day. And, it, and many of you have heard it. And it's I, Alexander Gonzalez, am a worthy, healthy, genuine, respected, unstoppable, prosperous, husband, father, legend, motivator, and overcomer that empowers others to do more, manifests greatness, shakes that ass in the face with yeah. it, and I am a freaking champion who proves it every single day. Raise your hand once you've done that. 
I got some people who don't even touch my hands when I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can write it on your phone. I don't care. I'm going to get some water. And then I want you to stand up. Now I'm going to show you guys something. When, when, when Tony Robbins says stand up, you got to drop your stuff. You got to go, yes! So sit back down. Sit back down. We're going to protect you. you guys enjoyed that as much as we did not only in person but miles and i both reviewed it again before bringing it to you and the message just still resonates he's so dynamic and we just wanted to share a few quick takeaways that we each really got and again so incredibly thankful uh he rocked it like you said miles but really it's his mess there's three key messages in there for me one is the manifestation key, you know, I truly believe in manifestation. Um, I say manifest action because of course he had to take himself to the conference. He had to, you know, take the actions to meet Mel Robbins, but he was manifesting and, you know, I always say energy is real. So manifest action, that's a big key takeaway for me. And the I am statement exercise. That's the one I was saying in the beginning that he did with us on clubhouse. Um, he would do exercises and, and encourage us and coach us. And I, I remember doing that exercise and I have it written down somewhere, but I've moved a few times since. Um, and I had it in a piece of paper in my purse. I got all lipsticky and every beat up, but I always had it with me. And just, you know, I am and those words that follow are the most powerful thing you can say. So I really hope everybody does that exercise and thinks that through. And last but not least, him sharing his story, the shame he felt and how he turned it into his power. Um, that's what our event and our message is really all about is sharing stories, uh, motivating people, no matter what level you're at. Shame is like the vibration 
right after death. It's like one of the lowest vibrations on the frequency scale. So for him to come back from that, share his story as an expert, A, in psychology, in overcoming trauma, as a public speaker, I couldn't think of a better keynote that represents our mission. So again, so incredibly thankful for him. And I know you guys resonated. You guys were over there all chummies, like, you know, telling you, you got to get with Marcus Black. And I'm like, we know Marcus Black. So I know you had a lot of takeaways too, Miles. Yeah. I mean, just the message that he shared is really on point with, you know, what we, you know, aim to spread to everybody else and to reach, um, as many people as possible with our podcast, as well as for our own lives. And it's, you know, it's, it's true to our mission and just our whole mantra of, you know, being multi-level with this podcast as well. You know, you can see all the different levels, but they all are just interconnected. And he's just such a great speaker, uh, super relatable and a great, great person. I, you know, like you said, when we reviewed it, it just, it still resonates and, it, and there's still things that you can take away from it each and every day. So I love the bits of information and quotes and sayings and stories and everything that, you know, you can consume on a daily basis instead of like low vibration content or like, you know, violence, whatever the case may be, but like shoot, through sharing all of our stories, you know, he just absolutely stuck the landing at the conference. Um, and it was crazy because one of the things I said when I went up after was like, you know, his, I, I basically had the same thing to say, you know, I was my whole um, prepared speech I had was about the I am statement. And I had an exercise and, you know, one day we'll put that out as well and share it to you guys. But it was just like, wow, it really, really resonated and rang true the fact that everybody's just, what, no matter what level you're on, you know, all these minds together in this room, we're all in the same wavelength, just maybe in different places of in our lives and our journey and our dreams, whatever the case. So it was just, you know, icing on the cake to an already amazing event put on mostly by Mary Lynn Wilkin, the ML and the MLM. <laughs> so it was, it was a fantastic time. Um, I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait to have him back and continue to connect with him. Unfortunately, I'm not in St. Pete um, at the moment, but when I do make my return, you know, I would, there's just so many people I want to continue to connect with, and he's one of them. So I had an awesome time. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you took something away as much as we did. We're going to continue to spread that message and share those people and their stories and um in all things that are multi-level motivation. So thank you guys for listening. Um, continue to listen and go to, what is it, mom? What, what is the website? Multilevelmotivation.com. And um, also the Facebook page, Multilevel Motivation, because what I'll do is put a little link to Alexander's information too, for anybody who wants to uh, connect with him more through the Facebook page. And I will I'm kind of revamping the website right now to have sponsors and speakers on a separate page. So we'll, we're working on that, but definitely the Facebook page. Cool. So uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, can keep continuing to listen, check us out on Facebook and online. Um, we hope that you continue to use those I am statements. We'll be bringing you more content and I'm just super happy we could bring you something different this time around. 
So keep checking for us in the future. Love you guys. Peace. And have a good one.